One of the biggest challenges that many of the parents that I speak with face is being constantly tired or exhausted due to restless nights and time needed to settle the little one. After looking after babies for many, many years, I'm familiar with a lot of the traditional sleep programs and the practices they encourage, such as crying it out. I don't know about you, but I've always found this practice heartbreaking. I just think it's so sad to leave a baby to cry. After all, that's the way they're communicating to us and there's nothing wrong with touching and cuddling your baby. You can never spoil your baby. I was thrilled to recently meet Cara Tyrrell, since we share a childcare educator background with similar experiences. Cara founded her business, Call for Parentings, an online community and course platform for parents and caregivers that follows the developmental path of the young child, whilst educating, empowering and engaging parents and caregivers to be their child's brain architect between birth and five years old, setting them up for success in school and life. In this episode, Cara talks about her sleep soothing system, which is all about teaching babies their first life skill that they can do by themselves. I find what she has to say fascinating and wow, this is such a welcome change to traditional sleep training programs. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a childcare educator and baby massage instructor. I know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Cara and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm delighted to have you here and I thought today we'd talk about your sleep programme. So first of all, can we start by getting you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're passionate about. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having me here, Helen. I am Cara Terrell, and my most recent incarnation is the, being the founder and CEO of Core 4 Parenting, but it's been a journey to get here. I am a chronic lover of littles, have been since I was a tiny person myself, grew into an early childhood educator, got trained in lots of different areas to try to help kids thrive and succeed in the classroom, and then realized I was feeling frustrated with my preschool and kindergarten classes because they just keep coming and they weren't quite ready to tackle every area of learning in the classroom. So I shifted and I became a nanny. 
And I spent the last 10 years working directly with two families, being able to be part of their journey from the birth of their child until they went to a traditional school setting, whether that be a full-time preschool or a primer or a kindergarten. And I was able to really meet these kids where they were and maximize that brain growth when they were most ready to absorb all these new skills. And I said, this is it. This is my passion. I want to teach people how to help their kids when they can learn the most, the fastest from birth to five and get them ready to be learners. That's a great passion to have because you come from a similar background because I've also come from a childcare background and I know the frustrations of childcare. Mm -hmm. So I totally get why you wanted to shift, but I know um, you also have a sleep program and that's what I wanted to have a chat to you about today. When I saw your website, I listened to a wonderful video about how you settle babies. And I wanted to talk about it today because it really, really inspired me because it's the way that I think babies should be put to sleep. Yeah. So can you tell me about that? Of course. So it's called our sleep soothing system. It's very important that people understand I'm using the word soothing intentionally. We're not a sleep training program. We don't cry it out. Those are not belief systems that we have. And it's because our babies aren't ready for that level of ownership yet. We need to know when they're ready to learn how to calm their own bodies and when they're ready to learn the skill of self-soothing, which is really what our program is all about. Teaching babies their first life skill that they can do this by themselves. And not only can they, they will sleep better. They will sleep longer. They will reset. And when they wake up, they will be ready to learn even more. Mm, that's so interesting because I know so many sleep programs say that babies should be sleeping at three months and they should be doing this at four and five. You have sleep progressions and regressions and all that. To me, what you do it just sounds so much more natural. It sounds so much more caring on the baby because leaving your baby to cry to me just sounds I get a pain in my chest when I think of leaving babies to cry I just think it's yeah you know, so sad so and the thing is I mean think about it whether you're a three-month-old or a 30-year-old if somebody says to you here's a new skill I'd like you to go do but I'm not going to give you any way to understand why we're doing this mm-hmm. how we're going to do this I just want you to go do it and they walk away, and they leave you, how successful are you going to be? I don't think you will be, no. So how do you start with soothing your babies, teaching them how to soothe themselves to sleep? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of pre-work involved, which is setting up a readiness area. We want to set up the nursery in such a way that everything that happens in there is going to happen the same way every time we go in for a sleep soothing Mm -hmm. system and we want to set it up in such a way that it's going to sound the same in there. So there's a little pre-work that we do to systematize when we actually go in and start soothing. And that's important. Every good program has a system, Mm -hmm. a routine that is followed. Mm -hmm. And I also include scripts So I teach parents exactly what to say 
how many times to say it, and I give them an American Sign Language sign to correspond with, we are changing your diaper. Mm -hmm. After your diaper is changed, it will be time to read a book. When we're done reading a book, you will have your lovey, and it will be time to go to sleep. So everything is a system. Everything has a routine to it. There's anchors. There's auditory anchors for the baby. They hear it over and over. There's physical sensory anchors for the baby. Their lovey is their sleep object. They know what it smells like. They know what it feels like. And then there's the parent anchor, which starts out being a very strong anchor. And then slowly we are able to ask that little person to use more of their own objects and their own skills and drop away the need for the parent to be the pacifier. What a wonderful approach. Because you use the senses I picked up from there as well. You're using their senses and babies really pick up on that. They pick up on the smell. They pick up on the voice because they're they're more intelligent than we give them credit for. Absolutely. We even have parents sleep with the loveys so that they take on a bit of an odor and a scent that smells Mm. like mom and smells like dad. And then that is also a very comforting sensory experience for their baby. And when you brought up the brain development, I'm so glad you went there because the reason that we say that the fourth trimester, right? Birth to 12 weeks old, don't use this program. They're not ready. These little people between zero and 12 weeks old are still just adjusting to being here in this world. They're just getting used to feeling what it feels like to be out in the open air, what it means Mm. to breathe for yourself, what it means to process and digest your own food. And these are big transitions. We can't rush them. We have a readiness checklist to help parents assess. Okay, I think my kid is actually ready for this. But as soon as they pass the readiness checklist and they're between 12 and 16 weeks old, we know from a brain development perspective that their cognition is already making cause and effect connections. We know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if, if they're making cause and effect connections, what's happening is even though they're still the tiniest little human and you look down and you think, how can this be real? They are making sleep associations. They're either making sleep associations that you want them to because you know they can do it, or they're making sleepy associations that when they're six, nine, 12 months, you're going to have to break those associations and create Mm -hmm. new ones. And that is far more work. And it's more confusing, I guess, for the baby too, because they're thinking, what's going on here? I learned this one and now I'm learning this one. And it's not a natural routine for them. And you mentioned routines because babies love routines. They like to have a little routine so they know what the next step is. Because as you say, they've just come out of a nice, warm, cozy Mm -hmm. environment where they're just swimming around and enjoying life and chilling inside the womb. And then when they come out, it's like, what's happened to me? Yeah, And trying to push them to sleep, you think, well, yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we have the routine, we have the protocols, we have the checklist. We we really walk parents through what you have to do, how exactly you do it, but we never, ever let go of the why. mm -hmm. The core four way is you need to understand why you're choosing to do something and what the long-term effect for your child is going to be 
especially when you do something that's not all that easy because we don't cry it out. But is there crying? Sure. They're learning a new skill and that's hard. And the only way they have to communicate with us is is to use their voice. So I also wrote and included what I call the crying protocol. And so it helps you assess, are they doing just fine on their own? What type of cry is this? Do I need to re-enter the room? And you are allowed to re-enter the room. Mm -hmm. And when you do go back in, we have our soothing action steps. Again, what to say, what senses to bring back, how to calm and soothe your baby before you walk out of the room and let them try again. And these things never go for more than a minute, stacked to another minute, stacked to another minute. We can do anything for one minute. Mm. And do you include music in your program as well? Is there is this mm. music involved? Because I know from my own experience, if I put on relaxing music with kids before they go to sleep, it does actually calm them down. I don't know whether you use that. So what I like to say is um, we start with our base car model when we design the nursery. And I walk people through this. Make it so that you have the essentials for safe sleep. Then if you find that your particular baby seems to need another additional input, it's like when you add features to your car, add the music box, add the noise machine, Mm -hmm. add the mobile. I don't recommend the musical mobiles because they turn off and that's annoying. Just the quiet mobiles that just move with the air is a nice visual feature. Mm right? So we add things in as the baby shows they need another sensory input. Mm, I like the scenario of the car because I think that's a valuable tool because you don't want to overstimulate them. I know that from baby massage. Mm-hmm. If you overstimulate your baby with too many gadgets and too many things, they're not going to settle because they're going to be too engrossed and looking at all the gadgets that are in the room and they're not going to settle because they're intriguing. They want to learn and they want to find out what all these things are. And if you've got too many things in the room, it's just going to distract them from calming down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. um, Yeah. So the other thing I really want to address here, and I just touched on that is safe sleep. That is so important. So naked crib, no, no crib runners or any of those. I keep talking about a lovey. And for me, I have found that to be the most effective sleep object that a child can use to transfer between caregiver and using it independently. Pacifiers Mm -hmm. fall out. They can't reach them. They can't put them back in. Blankies, like big blankets are a no-no because they're not safe. A lovey is technically a blanket if you think about it, right? It's got that little animal head on the top and then it's got that small square of fabric. So here's what I teach. Use the lovey as a tool. Okay, we're using it while they're having their bottle and it's in between you and their body. We're using it when we're reading the book and rubbing it on their face, using it as a tool. You do put it in the crib with them for the sleep soothing session, but you are never not seeing them because it's a video monitor program. And you always know at the end of that session that they're, they're passed out cold, they're asleep and you go back in and you remove that lovey from the crib. Mm -hmm. 
Once they can roll both ways independently, that's usually somewhere in the six month range, they can Mm -hmm. keep it with them. But if you're using this from 12 weeks old and best results usually start at a 12 or 13 week space, do not leave it in the crib after they fall asleep. Yeah, you mentioned sleep safety. I don't know what you have in America, but here we have something called SIDS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you don't have anything in the cot, not even a pillow. You don't even put a pillow or anything in the cot because it can smother them and they can overheat. I think I'm not sure on this. I like your system of a very basic cot. And and what sort of clothing do you suggest that they have? I know some people like sleep, what do you call them? Uh, those sleep things that you put a little zip on and you put the baby in. The sleep um, sack. A sleep sack. Do you recommend those? I do. I like sleep sacks. And what I don't like is that there's about 14,000 different styles now. <laughs> There's so many choices, you know, Mm -hmm. there's the ones that are weighted, there are ones that aren't. I live in the Northeast part of the the US. I'm in Vermont and nine out of 12 months, it's kind of cold here. Yeah, I can understand that. So sleep sacks work. I don't like the weighted ones and I'll tell Mm -hmm. you why. Babies, even while they are sleeping, are still growing into their physical motor muscle abilities. And I've seen parents try the weighted ones because they they want their child back to sleep, right, on their back for safety. They don't want them flipping over. A four-month-old really usually can't do that anyway. But what happens is the baby gets so mad because they're trying to move their body and just wiggle their legs and go to their side and then on their back again, and they can't. Yeah, you need to be able to Mm -hmm. move and relax because that's part of relaxing in sleep. I do like them as a tool that is part of the routine. But I think having a light one that's warm enough, some of them are really, really warm, they're fleecy, Mm -hmm. and that's all very well. It keeps the baby warm, but... From my experience, I think that it's probably too warm. Mm-hmm. That would be my worry that the baby would overheat. Now, I'm not saying that happens. I don't want to frighten mums because I'm <laughs> sure they don't. You want it to be something that's warm, but also mm-hmm. has an airflow as well. Yeah. And if you live in a space where it's really quite cold, I mean, it gets to negative 15 mm-hmm. sometimes here in the winter. You yeah, just We I... just use a long sleeve, warm um, sleeper onesie mm-hmm. and then put the light sleep sack over it yeah that sounds like uh, the best approach because it's not too hot and it's not too cold so yeah and what I really would love your listeners to know is that the evolution of this routine grows with your child mm-hmm. and it, it actually gets easier and easier and easier because the nine-month-old will just grab a lovey, grab a book and go to sleep, mm-hmm. right? The 18-month-old, you'll run through this the program with them super fast. You're not feeding bottles at that point anymore. It's not as long a process to try to get through this routine in this system. It just becomes part of them. This is how I go to sleep. So they get used to it. So they know what's coming. It doesn't actually matter when it comes to the sleep system, right? Because that's the evolution I was talking about, right? When you have a teeny tiny one, you're either nursing 
before you do the program or you're bottling before you do the program. When you have an 18 month old, you can have a conversation with them, Mm -hmm. right? You can say, okay, here's our plan. It's time for you to drink your milk. When you're done drinking your milk, we're going to change your diaper and then we're going to do our sleep routine. Yes. Absolutely. They've seen you doing it all the time and they actually understand that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's that routine that works. I've actually so. had kids who usurp the routine at one point. They're like, enough already. I don't need a book today. They dive for the crib. They just go to sleep. Yes, that's good. I think it's good to read them stories before they go oh, to sleep. Ab- it's actually very soothing. It's very soothing and it's another skill right? There's so many skills we could talk about that go along with early and often reading to your children. But what I I love (laughs) is that it's also a transferable sleep object. You've been reading them a book since you started the sleep program with them. Now Mm -hmm. they're 12 months old. Now they're one. You can put that book in their crib with them when they go to sleep at one year old. They can read to themselves now. Yes, and it's safer at that age. My favorite thing in the world is watching on the video monitor. I call it baby TV. And they wake up from their nap and the book is in there with them. And they sit up and they open it and they start reading. Mm. And they're just babbling, but it's adorable. Yes, it is. And I love it when babies do that because you know that they're fine and you know that they're comfortable Mm-hmm. And you know that they're safe and they're just enjoying being curious and learning different things. And you know what else? They know they're comfortable. They know they're safe and mm. they know they can be alone and they're okay. Yes. I think you've got such a soothing and calming approach, which I think is such a good opportunity for any baby. I think what you do yeah. is just amazing. I've experienced that in childcare where I've had somebody who's trying to get a baby to sleep and they've been crying and crying and crying. They've given them the bottle and nothing works. And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to try something here. So I picked the baby up, gave the baby a cuddle and I patted him gently on the back and just rubbed his back and, and just said, okay, I know you're upset. I know you're tired. And I know you're having a problem here going to sleep, but let's just have another cuddle for a few more minutes. And then I'm going to lie you down and just put you to sleep. And I walked out of the room and he stopped crying and he went straight to sleep. Oh, that makes my heart so happy. (laughs) It was just my own intuition. I just thought this baby is distressed. This baby is not going to sleep. If people keep walking out when it's crying, it needs comfort. It needs support. We call our class the gift of sleep for a very Mm. good reason. Everybody gets the gift. The baby gets the gift of learning this skill. The parent gets the gift of exactly what you experienced, which is, I know this outcome. I can feel confident and calm in this outcome. Mm. And Mm. actually, I'm going to get some sleep tonight, too. However, I do want to put a little disclaimer here, okay? The gift of sleep, uh, we don't promise that we're Mm. teaching your child how to sleep through the night every night. That's not what we're doing. Your kids, as they grow up through other developmental phases and stages, they will wake in the night. They will wake for bad dreams. They will wake for growing pains. They will wake for teething pain. But what I can tell you, is that if you give them the gift of knowing how to fall asleep by themselves, they'll also learn how to fall back to sleep 
by themselves. A four-month-old baby is going to want to be working to be fed. And those are the kind of things that my mom can't expect a four-month-old baby or a newborn baby to sleep through the night because that's just not going to happen. There's some unicorn babies out there, but it's very Mm. rare. And the feedback and the testimonials that we get say things like, my baby not only falls asleep by themselves now, they stay asleep longer. Mm. And if they do wake up in the middle of their sleep cycle, they can put themselves back to sleep and finish out their nap. And for parents, they're just so thrilled for their child that they were able to get all the way through that REM sleep. And then same thing for in the middle of the night. Yeah, they'll eventually need to eat. But instead of you having to get up every two hours and go in, you might not have to go in for four whole hours. Which is a great bonus for a mom because they don't want to be sleep deprived and overwhelmed. Well, like we said, that zero to three months is baby o'clock around the clock, right? Your job is meet all their survival needs. But then as soon as that early cognition kicks in at three months, you can start to ask them to learn some things on their own. Thank you. That's such a valuable tool you have. So if my listeners wanted to find out about your course, how would they go about doing that? So we are at core4parenting.com. And there is a page that you went there that talks all about this, that kind of lays out the system and has that video that will give you a deeper understanding of what the program is, what your commitment to it would be, and what the outcome would be for your child. And then from there, you can just sign up with us. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate talking to you. And from a child care educator's point of view, I've actually learned so much from talking to you as well because we're definitely on the same page i've enjoyed learning something new and a different approach so thank you cara for being on the podcast you're so welcome thank you for having me i hope you find cara's sleep soothing system as fascinating as i did it's certainly an innovative way to interact with your baby in the earliest days isn't it i highly recommend checking out Cara's website and social media and I've included links to them in the episode show notes which can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero five six. Please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to support more mums just like you for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood. I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. I am always on the lookout to interview mums who are doing amazing things. Is your little one suffering from colic or constipation? I may have just the thing to help you experience less crying, less stress and have a happier, more contented little one and household. Just go to mybabymassage.net forward slash colic to get your free colic remedies cheat sheet. Start soothing your baby and get some much needed rest and build a deeper bond 
with your baby that grows stronger every day. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash colic. So please reach out by sending me an email at support at mybabymassage.net. And once again, thank you so much for listening.